Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah, man. Yeah, not much. I've been the same around here. I assume the same for you. We're what's here. up, YouTuber? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Chase got a, a new haircut. He's looking looking fresh. Yeah, so, right there. I have to remember to take the mic with me. You guys see that? Yeah. I should get some light in here. I like yeah. to keep it dark. No, no, no. Keep it as dark as possible. Yes. It's like the Batman effect. You have to have yourself a cave, you know? I like having long hair, but I'm willing to do none of the maintenance for having long hair. It's just, it's a mess. It's all tangled up. I need to, I think I'm going on three years now without a haircut. So I need to do what Chase does. And I'm going to get just it all shaved off underneath a nice top bun. That's going to be my new look. Chase 2.0. Yeah. This isn't even hair. It's just a clip on. I have a clip on, uh, a clip on bun. Everything else is just shaved like this. It's all in effect, man should keep shaving it up more and more and more till eventually you're full Tong Po from Kickbox. <laughs> yeah. It's just the one fucking braid no. on top of the head, the rest is bald. Yeah. Dude, this, guy, this guy that cuts my hair, I swear to God, he gives me more forehead every time I go in. He's just <laughs> like, and I see him like actively going in. I don't know if that happens to you, Armin, but like they're, he's like trying to give me a receding hairline. He's taking uh, no care one- of growing. No one has to try to give me a receding hairline. It's just doing that. <laughs> no, no. The TRT <laughs> is doing that all on its own. Just, that's right. That's right. Like exogenous right. testosterone is just burning your hair off like a fucking grass fire. That's I what mean, I thought it. You're, you're, now in, uh, you're now in L.A., um, and you got to be on the TRT and growth hormone and the full Joe Rogan staff, don't you? I know. That's right. That's like, right. The La La Land shine up is what they the, call it. The Kumail, the full Kumail. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you, oh my God. Dude, have you seen the so Jack? He's we, so We have jacked. not talked about that yeah. yet. Yeah. All right. The, so the, the if, new... if I go, yeah, if I if I really lean into this, that is actually that might be a good career path. Like now my influencership can actually be like really launched off. Like yeah. break a break a bottle of champagne on the on the back of my neck because uh I'm gonna become just GH'd out of my mind and have yeah. delts the size of my skull. It's no, awesome. Well, no, I've read online, I've read online several places that we can't necessarily say that Kumail is on anything. I mean, how dare we make those kind of assumptions about him? He, that he, he could he could naturally have suddenly taken on like have softball sized delts and uh Dave Batista arms. That could have just happened, you know. You, you know, know what they say about um you know what they say oh, about people oh, when they turn 40 <laughs> when they say what they say about people when they turn 40 that is prime bodybuilding age from a non-trained background like the moment you turn 40 is when you really have everything your body needs uh to grow into a freakish physique with yeah. paper thin you know, you know, skin Actually, uh, based on experience at the gym, yes, that that accords with my experience. That is usually what you see. It's the forty-year-old guys who are the most jacked. That's like suddenly, it's like guys get softer and softer now until about thirty-eight, thirty-nine, and then suddenly they get jacked and bald right around forty-six. <laughs> the, the key word uh, being bald, man. And so, for those for those who haven't seen though, uh, you should Google it because we're not talking about the old Kumail Nanjiani glamour shots he did with a, a human physique. Uh, a year ago we're talking about the new uh, paparazzi spy photos of him with a a, a a covid mask on emerging from the gym and it looks like 
Kumail Anjiani uh, like went fully down a trend hole. <laughs> while Let me see if I can find a photo in, of him. This photo uh, quarantine or while in in COVID because he has gone apey. So to whatever extent that anyone knew previously that yeah, if you kind of know how working out works, you can kind of assume that there's no way he got those ripped abs and shredded shoulders from those previous pictures without being on something. Now we're kind of, there's the new photos. He, we're, we're way, way, way past the point of ambiguity on this issue, as he has what looks like a, uh, a what we can call a super physiological amount of uh, uh, muscle mass on his arms and chest and head and bones and jaw. Here we go. There you can go. you guys see this? Yeah. yeah this he is what we're great. looking at here. here. So he's he's looking he's looking saucy. the blue one. The blue shirt is what I remember. The full screen one. Yeah, Look yeah, at yeah, his yeah. Oh, so now there's, oh, these are new. So I guess people are probably oh, yeah. camped out outside of his gym now to try and get oh, these yeah, soul shots. Yeah, yeah. But these the ones the with most... him in the blue tank top are, are uh, leave. Yeah. Is are he, pretty. Does he cool. drive a Toyota? <laughs> yeah. Look, Look at that. Yeah. Look yeah, that at looks this guy. No, I mean, he very easily could have just decided to start lifting weights at this age and achieve that level of forearm vascularity completely naturally. Those biceps I mean, are insane. Dude, if I looked like this, I would also not wear sleeves. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. And, and generally speaking, traps the, and the magic of chemistry. Yes. Armin. That could be my new that could be my new project. My new LA project. La La Land Armin. It's like all my shirts are gonna have to be turned into like spaghetti strap tank tops for my no, gigantic can... traps. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I you know I I uh, I've seen Kumail Nanjiani in person you know a couple times in Austin. If you had told me at that point that if we were both like on a race towards having like a bodybuilder physique, which one of us was going to get there first, and you told me it was Kumail Nanjiani, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed you. But here we are. Also... So that, which which leads me to another question: What's the point of all of this exercising we've been doing without taking a bunch of trend? Like, I mean, clearly there's a shortcut, guys. We've been putting in all these years and hours in the gym. There's a really, I mean, let's, let's, let's do it up. I'm saying we should all be on steroids. And I think that that could be a good challenge to bind us together now that we're uh, doing this, this uh, podcast on Zoom. Anyone? Can just imagine the body transformation vlog, Armin. You know, going from you now to one year from now, one year continuously on trend. That body transformation, you will become the la the the ideal la body look you will get into the movies by the end of that vlog that is the goal and yeah do the full camille that's uh i think Mm -hmm. that's what it's called you you go to the doctor's office out here like the men's health clinic you're like Mm -hmm. hey uh, i'm looking for the full camille and they're like oh we got that don't worry about it it's expensive it's it's one hundred eighty thousand dollars. you know what they would say they would say yeah that's that's literally exactly what we do here (laughs) (laughs) the full camille it's like yeah that this is the store where you buy that. <laughs> I also don't understand like what I, I get like, yeah, he got cast into like a Marvel movie. Yeah. He's playing one of the Eternals. But at what point in the Marvel's universe is it in any cinematic universe? Is it necessary to be that absolutely zonked out of your mind? I, Clearly I mean, he got into it. Yeah. Clearly he saw yeah, exactly. Like Chris Pratt went from a TV comedian who's soft and squishy to now like a uh, you know a list a you know action movie star and the only difference between Chris Pratt and Camille Nanjiani this has been Camille Nanjiani's head is 
getting ass, getting yeah, drafted ass. And you know what? Uh, Being the dork that he is, he probably got into it. Yeah. Even though, even after he got jacked that photo opportunity, he's probably now at this point he's into it. So he's just gonna keep riding that trend train until it runs right into the ground. You got Batista. Yeah, I mean, that's what that fitness Instagram, you know, fitness inspiration Instagram tells you. It's like, once you start seeing results, then it becomes easy, guys. And that's how that's how it happens. One day he woke up and he had an ab. The next day he had abs in his neck. And that's how you just keep going. Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. And then he uh, and then he started taking horse hormones. You know, he just based on based on the out. age of like The Rock and uh, Batista and like all these other like super jacked unnecessarily large human beings starring as action stars uh camille started his action star movie career at the perfect time like right when his peak testosterone is as high as it's going to be like really hitting that peak plateau (laughs) from age 42 to 55 where you're just the most testosterone and growth hormone out human being as all human beings are it doesn't stop at 55. As uh, Joe Rogan has pointed out, uh, everyone is looking to Sylvester Stallone as the canary in the coal mine. Mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone got way ahead of everybody on this. He's 75 now. So everyone Holy has shit. their eyes on Sylvester Stallone to see when is he going to drop dead. So that's, that's, that's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. How long can you sustain this? At least you'll be jacked. And still jacked. We are looking at you, Sylvester Stallone. Lead the way. But by the way, guys, we forgot the most important part of this Camille Nanjiani story, which is fuck Robert Pattinson. All right. Now <laughs> because we we are we are allies of Kumail Nanjiani. I support him getting juiced. I support him fully committing to getting as jacked as he has. And let me just, as a sidebar here, smartest fucking decision he's ever made because he was going to be the funny Indian guy in one fucking Marvel movie. And instead, he decided to take the personal trainer and take the advice that I'm sure he got from David Batista doing that movie and, you know, the, the doctor's recommendation. And he took it as seriously as he could and he transformed his body. And he's made this forthcoming Eternals movie release about him. In the same way that the release of Guardians of the Galaxy was about Chris Pratt and his transformation. And I guarantee you, he is going to be a huge, a much bigger megastar as a result of getting like fucking Bollywood jacked uh, with on all of this stuff than he ever fucking ever would have been uh, if he just uh, took the, uh, the lazy, privileged Robert Pattinson fucking uh thanks so for those are robert Patton. so Ro- robert pat we remember back when we all were uh, in austin we discussed that robert pattinson was a piece of shit because he decided that he was going to uh, turn down the opportunity to train for the new batman role and not uh not change his physique and just be a fucking uh little british waif in uh the batman suit uh thus you know really wasting well, an opportunity uh, really spitting in all of our faces. Well, he, he got a, he got a workout program mm-hmm. from a trainer for the Batman, and then he posted to social media sarcastically saying, "I'm not doing this." Uh-huh. So he has made he's made hay out of uh-huh. uh, uh, not working out for this movie. And I hope that he sees these pictures of Kumail Nanjiani and he is embarrassed because he should be. I think Absolutely. this all comes back to Taylor Lautner for him. Mm-hmm. Taylor Lautner in that second uh, Twilight movie. Yes. Taylor Lautner, the, the ja- super jacked 17-year-old werewolf who popped up in there, 
got all the heat instead of Robert yes. Pattinson in that second movie. And I think Robert Pattinson during that movie convinced himself that he, in fact, was better than Taylor Lautner, the Jack guy, because he wasn't Jack. Yes. So I think that he still mm-hmm. believes that somehow in his head today, despite yes. despite all evidence to the contrary. Shark boy. He is shark boy. Was he jacked? I thought he was just skinny with like really nice abs. abs. But <laughs> yeah, he still, just had abs. But still, same <laughs> point. The he point is, the point is, you, you have two divergent career paths here, right? You have Robert Pattinson, who's an actor, with and then his you have Kumail, whose path is ascendant. <laughs> That's right. And then you have Kumail, who's following the the well-trodden paths of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dwayne The Rock Johnson of mm-hmm. just getting as soft and gigantic as fucking possible yes. and then parlaying that into political power. So Absolutely. after The Rock wins the presidency and the Constitution changes so that he can have four to eight terms in a row and he's 110 years old and still weighs 260 pounds... Kamel Nanjiani, then vice president, is going to launch a coup to take over and say, my veiny forearms are going to be holding the button from now on, Dwayne. And then There's... we're going to have the first uh, Indian American president of the United States. It's going to be awesome. Unless, unless Dwayne gets a fucking heart transplant from a horse, he's not. There's no way he's making it past like 68, dude. No way. That body is going to drop then. By the time he's 68, that he's not going to have a heart transplant from a horse. That could be the thing uh, that needs to be in 2032. He should be working on that tomorrow. (laughs) There's no way. Fuck, man. Him and Half Thor. Him and Half Thor need that that experimental surgery. I'll do it. There's a bell curve of like money and jackedness Mm -hmm. where you get really rich and you get like really jacked like like unbearably way too jacked you just have like you spent all your time getting money early on and now you're spending all your time pumping iron and and spending your money on growth hormone and then there's a point at which it like trails off where you become so rich that you realize how futile it is for you to be jacked. And that's where I think Elon is right now. And what I'm mm. curious is, is there a point at which Elon becomes even further so rich that the cycle repeats itself and he be becomes a juiced out cyborg that's just mostly sauce? Do remember that Elon Musk's greatest rival in every way, rival for richest man in the world, rival for rocket companies, is Jeff Bezos, otherwise known as Jack Bezos. And I think that Elon Musk, at a certain point, is going to realize that the only way he can really best Jeff Jeff Bezos is to beat him in his own game and get more jacked than Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. That's when he will finally be able to stomp Amazon, that whole empire into the ground. That's right. And he, and Elon is going to, he's going to take some juice. He's going to, he's going to go to a barn. He's going to train like Sylvester Stallone and Rocky four for his big ultimate showdown with Dolph Lundgren, who will be trained by Brigitte Nielsen, uh, portraying Jeff Bezos. This is all, it's all, this is all where it's headed. He has to, he can't, he can't, take his rocket company to the next level unless he cleans up his lifestyle it's obvious like you need yeah. you need a, a stronger metabolic work capacity if you're gonna keep this thing running if you're gonna take us to mars and beyond bezos wins that fight like nine times out of ten there's no 
even with like a cyborg body, mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos well, is going to win that fight. Bezos is going to win that fight because he has divorce guy rage. Yeah, I mean, he literally he went through a he went through a twelve digit divorce of like a hundred million dollars, <laughs> twelve a twelve figure divorce, and he's just like, I'm gonna be so fucking jacked that no one can ever divorce me again. <laughs> I'm gonna divorce your life from your body, Elon. That's what that's what his his call sign is gonna be. That's what his, his shit talk is gonna be. Well, really, uh, in the wake of his divorce, he and Elon have really put. He's stepped down as CEO of Amazon, and he's now putting all of his energy into Blue Origin, which is his rocket company. So, really, he's taken so much tea that he's be, he's he's putting a literally billions of dollars into erecting his space dick. Like that's his whole, like he's literally, it was like, I am CEO of amazon.com. I'm like Lex Luthor. I literally rule the world, but I'm so juiced out of my mind on test cream that I rub on my thighs every night that now I have to send my space dick to impregnate Mars. And he's like, no, I can't let Elon, who of course overtook him because he has, I mean, he's so juiced out of his mind. He's got to be competitive about that uh, world's richest man thing. So Elon has overtaken him there, and he's like, nope, I'm going to cock block Elon and get my space dick to Mars before him. And just to taunt him, Elon made the new Starship, once fully stacked, look like a dick. Yes. The thing looks like a dick, helmet and everything. Mm-hmm. The underside is different color. You know, it is all really specifically a dick that Ed, Jeff Bezos now has to look at and say, how can my dick get bigger than that? It's going to take years this is going to be an epic fight, guys. The showdown will happen in 2032. That is what I'm predicting. Pick a side. There's going to be big robot rocket ship dicks fighting each other in the atmosphere, on the surface, deep inside. It's going to be great. Yep. You think You think it's, I mean, I've never taken any type of steroids. Do you think steroids are like a symbiote where they infect your brain and then they're like, you got to go to space? space dick (laughs) and it happens and like Dwayne Rock Johnson definitely wants to go to space and that's why he's going a different route he's like I'm just gonna own America and then we'll get the space fuck it no that is a different symbiote called mushrooms but (laughs) but testosterone provides the motivate provides the uh the energy the fiery energy necessary to actually accomplish the goal given to you by the symbiotic mushrooms that both those guys have definitely taken. We know it. That's why they're going up there. Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. You know how they they make these arguments that, oh, mitochondria was evolved separately and then then brought into our organism and then co-evolved with us. Testosterone also functions like that. The more testosterone, even exogenous testosterone, even artificial testosterone still has the deep down dna rna inside of it that just screams for bigger and bolder space sticks to be constructed mm-hmm. and sent back to where they come from from like uh dixalon 8 up mm-hmm. in like uh alpha dictori as everything on the out, planet's a dick yes <laughs> as it turns out testicles were also once a separate organism much like mitochondria lived separately from mammals and then suddenly merged with them a hundred million years ago and that's how mammals exploded to take over the planet after the dinosaurs died emphasis on exploded yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) the whole planet 
Yeah, that that definitely makes that makes a lot of sense given the shitty placement of balls just between <laughs> thighs, just bop, 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 bop. It's terrible design. You sit down on a bike, smash, back, back. It's awful. Who put always, them there? I always knew they didn't. <laughs> they should be always here. Have, always have one foot in, one foot out the door. Wear your nuts on your chest. <laughs> put them be a there. Ball like uh, like uh, <laughs> Men in Black Two, right here. <laughs> Just like turkeys, you wear them from your neck, dog. <laughs> you have to hide them somewhere uh, that they can be protected, like your armpit. There you go. <laughs> Just roll deodorant on that. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's where the balls originally were. That's why there's hair there. Yeah. Make a lot more sense with how you apply testosterone. Just Guys, roll it on like deodorant. The weeds on this testicles <laughs> issue. Armin. What was it like moving to Los Angeles? <laughs> uh, it's it it was uh, it was a crazy few days. The drive was really wild. Uh, we did it. I think we did a really good like job on the drive. Uh, we made it um, on time as we were expecting to. We did have a little bit of a kerfuffle. We had a flat tire on Monday somewhere in Arizona, so we had to get that handled that kind of mm-hmm. delayed us for a few hours but it was good um overall like you know i think we've been here today is what today is like the 20 something 23rd so yeah. we've been here for a little under a month and it has been both like a whirlwind and also slow as molasses because like mm-hmm. there's all this stuff to unpack and put away and all that stuff has happened but the settling process is mm-hmm a little more challenging than just opening up a bunch of boxes and putting together a sofa, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the settling in process has been, has been kind of rough, but overall, like we're getting there. Kate is doing mm-hmm. well. Uh, the, the fact that I'm five minutes away from my family is great. I get to mm-hmm. see everybody very often. We get to see everyone all the time. Like my nephew just got christened yesterday. So we were out there for that. Uh, went to the church and went back to my parents' place for like a little dinner thing. It was great. It's, it's just you really nice out. to be able to, you broke a bottle over his head. That's right. That's right. Uh, like any any good christening goes, you have to test the durability of the child because you know Christ doesn't want Christ doesn't want any babies. They, he wants they, winners. He's, he's he's looking for winners. Nobody, he's looking for nobody wants any weakness. Yeah, no. No, he's he's looking for strong, powerful members of the kingdom of heaven. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the the gates are closed to people who are going to just not handle a champagne ball to the skull so mm. you know it's it was it was, it was Look really at me, and cliff. Good to... me and cliff survived big skulls <laughs> <That's right. laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so it was, it was pretty good it was pretty good to to so just Armin, be able to have, like, have those experiences since, have you worked out since being in la yes i have i have exercised i have actually been trying to uh get my get my shit together and actually right have at least a semblance of fitness going on uh it's been rough it's been rough but it's been happening i haven't built out my gym yet so i brought all the gym equipment and it's all kind of like sitting in the corner of the yard under a tarp to keep it safe from like you know the dogs and the weather but the process for building out the gym has actually been a pain in the ass because we have to like Mm -hmm. pour concrete we have to get a gazebo built and then all that stuff handled. I have to buy some more stuff from Rogue. Like it's just, it's been a process. So I'm, I'm working on that. But in the meantime, luckily, uh, are you having? I, are you making a gym gazebo? I am building a, a dope a, a outdoor gym. 
Oh, nice. That nice. is going all out, man. Yes, right. I am cool. I am spending a, a pretty penny to build a really, really sweet outdoor gym space uh, that's going to be like mostly covered, but partially uncovered and going to have all the flooring and all the weights and barbells and racks and stuff in it. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, oh yeah. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, the, the exercise has been, I, I did a couple workouts just in the yard, like pulling the, pulling the dumbbell out and like the bench out and just trying to do something, anything <laughs> out there. Just, pull, just pulling them out. <laughs> yeah. Just pull, just moving the one dumbbell and moving the, the bench was enough of a workout for me. Um, and then I, my buddy who just had a baby has like a, a decent, like little outdoor space as well. So I, I've worked out with him a couple times. I've gone to do jujitsu. I'm back on the mats, like ah. on a pretty regular basis, like maybe nice. a couple times a week. So Sweet. that's pretty good. That feels nice. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, here's the thing. I don't know, uh, Cliff, Kyle, I don't know if you guys mm. knew this. So like for my birthday, we all, we all got together for dinner at, uh, Chase and Linda's um and uh it was like obviously like a week before we moved mm-hmm. so like we're just like and it's the first time like we've all gotten together for like anything and god knows how long so we're sitting there and we're talking and we, we basically played like this little like betting game like wagers on on katie's pregnancy it was like how like when's the baby gonna actually come out right because like we you know the due date and we, we that's about it we know like the official due date so we're like we set the due date and, you know, everybody took turns kind of making bets, like, when's the baby coming out? You know, what gender, like, what is the baby going to be, boy or girl? Uh, you know, like, um, what's the baby going to weigh? And then the last one was, what's, what am I going to weigh? Like, what's Armin going to weigh in, <laughs> on the day of? And it was a wide range of guesses. The two most extreme guesses, though, came from Chase and Linda. Chase's guess was like I'm I'm gonna weigh what was it like 180 something like you're 193 193 193, which I haven't weighed in the 193 in like years it's been literally like five six years since I've weighed 193 and he was like you have a lot lot of confidence that I'm gonna lose weight he's like no you're gonna melt away (laughs) all your muscle is gonna peel off your bones and you're just gonna be skinny fat again as you were 12 years ago when you first started it dog I'm again, a soy you'll be, boy. You'll be mostly nipples again, Armin. <laughs> that's mostly right. Nipples. That's right. You'll have you'll have to eat the baby food as well because your fucking jaw's so weak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was pretty hurtful. But probably the most hurtful one was Linda, who guessed I was going to be like two sixteen, <laughs> and so her her argument is actually probably close to reality which is my mom is so excited to see me that she's going to try and feed me and i'm not going to be able to say no which has been a struggle over the past over the past (laughs) month for sure is she just just showing up with casseroles at your front door pretty much like we'll go over for like a family dinner like on a weekend or something and she'll send me home with all the leftovers and it's like armenian mom is very similar to like you know italian mom or jewish mom in that sense that you have five people coming over and there's 56 people's worth of food prepared so yeah it is it is every uh, time it's like even if we need our parents here in austin we come back with like just bags and bags of food we don't know why they had it we don't know what the plan was but we just come back with bags and bags of food every time oh i'm not sure sure what i did but at some point i got the i got like the uh reputation for eating more than anybody else in the family and so 
I'll eat like a full meal. I'll eat a full meal at these meals, like really push myself to my limits. And my parents, both of them will be like, why didn't you eat anything? There's <laughs> there's three more steaks here for you that we cooked <laughs> specifically for you. There's another three and a half pounds of potatoes that we made for you. Like, why aren't, aren't you I'm, eating? I'm just saying something <laughs> that could help increase that appetite a little bit, make everybody happier. You go on that TRT, you get a little bit of that juice, you get that, coo- that the full kumail, if you will. You're going to be a hungry boy. Yeah. Mom's going to be you happy. into a furnace. Exactly. You're going to start partitioning all of those steaks and casseroles into your delts, into your huge kumail-like delts. I mean, think about it. It's either it's got to go somewhere. I mean, what do you want to make your mother cry? Go on to your. <laughs> yeah, you're being a bad son, a hundred percent. So yeah, the 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 two sixteen is looking more and more likely. I'll be honest with you. I also yeah. haven't. I haven't. I weighed myself once at like two eleven. I was like, this <laughs> is, but this is a broken scale. That's the like, <laughs> this can't be right. Is it, it? This is not correct. I don't understand this, and so I've been. I've been trying to. Uh, I've been trying yeah. to fight the two sixteen for a long time, but it has its own gravity, you know. Yeah. I think that's the key to losing weight is to uh, just fly in the dark, right? That's what they say. Don't don't check your weight, and it will re- resolve itself. I mean, you'll be a crisp one ninety nine in no time. For sure. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna go by feel. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go by feel. It's gonna be great. I'm just going to feel about like, you know, like last night, for example, I think I did a really good job with dinner. I ate, um, what is it? Four and a half pounds of veggie pot stickers. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just an entire small family's worth of vegetarian pot stickers. It was great. My mom had given it to me, of course, so that Uh I could give it to Katie. Uh, she said, Hey, I made these vegetarian pot stickers for Katie. And I said, great, thanks. And then I ate all of them. Um, so my, not only am I feeding myself to death, but I'm also taking food out of my pregnant wife's mouth to do so. So I'm really, I'm winning. Your baby's growth will be stunted without those pot stickers. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm on top of the game. You got to set who's alpha in the household and that baby, whether it's a boy or girl or a alien, you gotta, you gotta fucking set the record straight. Right. I eat right. first. By the way, it's speaking like of al- speaking of aliens, everybody, um, has anyone seen? <laughs> Disappointed, there was not a third yeah. dick coming out of your I chest. Was like, I was like, are you gonna show us Quato right <laughs> no, now? No, it was like, an unre- that was an unrelated. It's just warm in this room. It was an unrelated sweatshirt takeoff. But uh, has anyone seen the clips? It was for dramatic effect. Has anyone seen the clips from the 60 Minutes uh, UFO th- uh, video that just came out? We, we need to. The reason I bring it up is we're going to consult with Chase, our resident UFO expert. But they had uh, oh, those pilots who encountered uh, UFOs on 60 Minutes recently, just given a detailed account of how apparently, like every day for two years that they were stationed on the the East Coast they would see UFOs on a daily fucking basis, just tooling around above the East coast of the United States. And they have pictures and radar and all sorts of stuff. So, and of course we know that that's all up there, Washington, DC, West Virginia, where you hail from chase. So chase, what's your take on all of this UFO business? Are they real? I mean, they're definitely real, but I have not seen the 60 minute interview. Um, You guys should shoot the link over. Yeah, uh, but I can I can confirm like there's definitely some shit up there, especially mm-hmm. in that area. Don't know what it is. Don't know if it's aliens, a hundred percent, or yes. you know some other crazy Alex Jones type beat. But there's something going on, man. Mm-hmm. And also, these sound like reputable sources, like people that are probably working crazy shifts, flying around 
caffeinated and sleep deprived. <laughs> Probably the best resources. Yes. I, I, I do have to say they, they do sound very sober and very compelling. And it's the kind of thing where when you hear the banality with which they talk about, like you get there and you start going up and then you're like, yep, they're just sort of up there on the East Coast and no one talks about them. They're up there the whole time. I began to give credence to some of the things. I remember you were saying that up there in West Virginia, people are just seeing UFOs all the time. Is that is that correct? Is that, that is correct, that is correct this, as fuck. So this is this is what came up when I Googled this. Which one of these states is West Virginia, by the way? I have no idea. It's the one that looks like a middle finger, Doug. Uh, this one? Yes, sir. Oh, nailed it. Okay, great. Okay, <laughs> so that's pretty close to West Virginia. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's also kind of phallic-shaped, too. <laughs> yeah. There it so is. So I think this is like a pilot, a former Navy pilot. So, Here's so this, the is the guy, this is the guy who's, uh, who says that they would literally see them every single day for two years when they would go. Like, he was there for two years. They would see them every single day, just tooling around, doing stuff. Those are actual photographs that they took of the things from their... Uh, With their iPhones taken from their uh, canopies. Yeah. That's Dude. crazy. Though the really compelling thing is that whoever that guy who had previously been on Rogan, the, the <laughs> David, what's his name? David Fravor. David Fravor. He, for the first time, is on camera with his co-pilot, this uh, woman, or she was actually in another plane. Uh, she was a piloting another uh, a jet when they encountered this thing for like five minutes. And they give a very harrowing and detailed account of, you know, seeing, and apparently just they see them frequently popping out of the water and heading up towards space and going back down. So, so there was a whole bunch of disturbance over the water they lowered down small featureless tic-tac thing immediately engaged with them and started rotating around their ship very clearly very aware that they were there they were said they were just staring at it for about five minutes and then it just disappeared and when you hear them talk about it especially in the wake of all the bob lazar stuff and everything else you kind of come away thinking like these guys don't seem like they're making this shit up so i don't know if it's ufos but apparently there's a apparently men in black was a lot more accurate than we thought it was <laughs> apparently so, that apparently the east coast is actually just like ellis island for ufos and they're just popping in and out literally all the time checking stuff out you know which raises a lot of interesting questions about michael jackson about you know all the other sylvester stallone why is he 75 years old and still these are all people who were identified as being aliens in the first men in black film and now we we need to examine them with greater scrutiny, I think. Yo, I it's, mean... I think Michael Jackson has had it too good for too long. They they picked, like, the perfect states to hover around because if you hover around D.C., Virginia, that area, that Maryland area, you're a government plant, right? Like, you obviously are just brainwashed by the government. If you're over West Virginia, you're just like a backwards hillbilly. Nobody's going to listen to you. So, perfect spot. If they venture into Ohio, you know, it's game over. People yes. are going to start believing Mm-hmm. New York, probably the same problem. But honestly, I don't know, man. It, it seems real. It seems uh, real. Crazy. Why are the, people they freaking want? out? <laughs> it's because there's way too much other shit going on. <laughs> like, like why think, would we freak out? Don't you think this is... This Pretend is it doesn't exist. <laughs> is it not worthy of a freak out? Is it not it's worthy slow, of like... It, it's a slow burn freak out. Slow burn freak out. Because for all this time, remember... We've been living under essentially government propaganda for the last 50 years that's been, that's been directed to debunk all of this stuff. Deny, 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 debunk, debunk, debunk. So we have totally accepted that government propaganda. It's like, yeah, anyone who believes in UFOs is fucking stupid. That was like me my entire life. 
Now that that stuff Ouch. is finally coming out, it's taking you lied like, to uh, me. Huh? You, be- you didn't say I was stupid when I said I believed in it. <laughs> well, well, we were we were coming around by then for we sure. Slowly okay. coming around by then. Slowly coming around by then. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But it's the uh, but it's uh, uh, now that all that government propaganda is starting to fade away. Now the government's like, yeah, fuck it, let's just release all this shit. Maybe it'll be a good distraction. So now that's you know we're finally it's finally sinking into the culture slowly through uh, like the early podcasts with Joe Rogan and now even more mainstream with 60 Minutes. Slowly it's going to sink into the culture and there's going to be a freak out moment very soon where everyone just says, stop, hold on a second. UFOs, that's now the number one political issue. We can't <laughs> not talk about this. Well, I honestly think it'll also, like the cult, the people are aware of certain facts now, but facts don't actually move people. Like the government's acknowledged certain things. Here's a photograph. As much as people like to think that facts compel them, people are compelled much more by their, what will get their subconscious on board, what will make it feel real as when a lot of what's happening now, these news things, whatever, are interpolated and uh, transfigured into art of some kind. There will be some TV show or movie or thing or story or comic book idea or documentary even that captures the public zeitgeist in the same way that this year everyone was vaguely creeped out by cell phones, but it didn't really concretize, didn't, uh, uh, co- they, they didn't congeal in their mind, but they see the social dilemma documentary and it crystallizes the thing. At some point there will be something, but it has to sort of move people and crystallize the zeitgeist. And so it won't be a stodgy 60 minutes presentation or a photograph because people, as we've learned this year, don't care much about facts to compel them. They need saucy memes. And once we have something that's memeable with UFOs, then people will actually begin to take it seriously. How long until we actually... How long until we actually uh, see a little green man? Like, what's what's the timeline? We're we're basically on a countdown clock, but I don't know when it ends. Well, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Chase. I was just going to say, I mean, how do we know they're not already here? What if they're super mundane? That's more scary. Like, obviously, if they come down and it's like an insect-looking motherfucker, you're going to be like, that's an alien. We got to kill that shit. But if it comes down and it looks like, you know, one of us, that's way more fucking terrifying. It's like, oh, shit. I think, truly, that's going to be more true than not. I say this because... Aliens for the last 50 years in movies have always been portrayed as like weird bug things and all that stuff. But early days, they're portrayed as looking very humanoid. Put this together with the fact that we now know and understand in biology called parallel evolution, or why does everything become lobsters? That was our crabs. That was a meme a while ago, where it showed like three different evolutionary paths from three different kinds of organisms all on Earth, all evolved to be crabs. All of all, to look exactly like crabs, move exactly like crabs, just showing that if the circumstances are the same, if the evolutionary demands are the same, all the organisms just kind of look about what they're supposed to look like to survive there. So maybe it turns out that if you're going to be an intelligent being that uses tools and stuff on a planet with like oxygen and stuff, then you're basically just going to look like a person. What if that's just that's always going to happen, like wherever it is? So it's all just like Star Trek. It's all just basically people. It's Maybe all their people, skin's a little different. It's all people with pointy ears and funny eyebrows. That's what we're going to find out. Pointy or, ears or, 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 wait, wait. 
what if everything that develops on Earth is supposed to look like a crab? And this is how we find out we're not from Earth. And like, these are just motherfuckers trying to reconnect with us. And they're like, bro, yeah. the fuck, like a thousand years ago or however long, yeah. you guys got lost. And this is where you're at. We've been trying to get your dumb asses home. She, Dad, to- you said you were going for milk 200 million years ago. <laughs> I, I am actually, I'm, I'm actually with Chase. I think that we were seated here uh, many, a long time ago and grown so that we could use our psychic energy to generate uh, etheric energy through the Giza power plant. That's what the two, the pyramids were, man. Uh, and then once they were done with that experiment, they lobbed a bunch of asteroids 12,000 years ago, burned the planet to the core, and we're just the leftover Wally robots. It's just like Wally. It's a dead world, but we keep going along and collecting trash and putting it into cubes and stacking it up. That's why Wally is such a powerful movie. That's us. We're just leftover alien automatons, man, who are stuck on this planet. And pretty soon they're going to come back and they're going to say, holy shit, you guys are still alive. We lobbed a bunch of comets at this planet. 12,000 years ago, you were all supposed to be dead. But the fact that you're plugging a lot, you've, you've made iPhones and cars for yourselves and you're figuring shit out, we commend you. And so we're going to hover above your Atlantic coast and watch you. I think we're the, we're, we're the product of a very poorly done cleanup job. That's, exactly. that's it. It's like me taking the trash out and all the bacteria still living in the trash can. Yeah. That's, that's us. <laughs> that's how you get ants. We, that's exactly. how you get ants. <sighs> We are the ants of the galaxy, and they only started paying attention when it turns out at that moment when we developed the nuclear bomb was the moment they started giving a shit again. Because mm-hmm. it's like the moment when you've ignored that ant trail for like months and months and months, and then, but it's, then, it's, then suddenly... it's carrying a mouse, and you're like, I should do something about that. <laughs> little mouse being carried on his back, still squeaking. <laughs> Poor little guy. <laughs> Against its will. Yeah, but, but it's a puzzled squeak. So. Yeah. <laughs> have yeah, you guys, so you guys going back hmm? wait if they if they oh. come down and they <laughs> do like yo you want to get on the ship we're leaving yeah it's way better curiosity human days it's called, to get there it's called the full dreyfus and we will pull the full richard dreyfus uh close encounters of the third count come on guys uh the full dreyfus and we're getting on that ufo and um yeah and yeah it's gonna happen you guys um and it's pretty exciting. Uh, that fire in the sky guy was also on Rogan a while back, and he encountered the little green men, Armin. So people may have already seen them. So, and apparently, though, and this is what he said, and I think it's relevant to the podcast, when he tried to bat the aliens out of the way because they had him on the ship and were trying to, you know, probe him or whatever, he said they were very light in weight and very easy to push out of the way. Which means the only advantage we have over them, because they have technological superiority in the air, is TRT. Okay, Kamal. we got to bring Kamal. To the, he That's leads right. the space program, dog. Yes, we do. Listen, Just, we won't have their, their they move their technology is too advanced that we can't take the time to punch any one of them twice. We have to be able to just boom, 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 just take them out. Right punch fist, through right them. Yeah, punch there's right a through. reason there's a reason why everyone has that coming of age moment it's just seated into it's like it's like seated into the existence of all of our lives that at a certain mm-hmm. point we get asked the same question how many five-year-olds could you take in a exactly. fight and it, we the reality of of that is that the government knows that these aliens are really physically like fighting five-year-olds and Mm -hmm. so they're looking 
to seed into our brains, like inception into our brains, the idea that at some point there might be just an endless waves of multitudes of five-year-olds that we're going to have to fight. And they're like preparing us mm-hmm. for that level of violence, for that war of these aren't, these aren't five-year-old children. These are adult aliens that you're trying to destroy. Dude, I'm here on. for it. And finally <laughs> makes sense why I'm training all the fucking time. It's all, it all like I didn't even choose to wrestle and, and high school and, and college. It, it was just already written. I was yeah. pre-programmed, an elite fighting force. A hundred thousand years from aliens. now. A <laughs> hundred thousand years from now, the ancestors of the surviving humans are going to tell stories about being led to war by the rock and Kumail Nanjiani, the hero of our time, Kumail Nanjiani. Haku Mashente. That's what the Scorpion King says. Nice. Uh, in the mummy. Too. <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. Nice reference. Uh, Chase, why are you working out so much? You look very fucking jacked right now. So That's... what's going on? I'm just trying to look super fucking jacked. That's, you're, that's the you're end of the day. Approximately, you're looking approximately like one third to 40% of a Kumail Nanjiani. And, you know, that's you're, high that's, praise. That's impressive. You're getting this. That's, that's such high praise. It's all I've ever had. I can quit the show now. Shit. <laughs> Dog, but, you know, CrossFit's still a thing. You know, we're putting together, we're going to put together a team and, and we're looking at it like last chance you because because i think everybody wants to get on with their lives at this point so it's it's me and two people that feel like they're very much done with crossfit after this next season Uh i'm still i'm gonna keep doing it because i I don't know what else i'd do with all this fitness but uh Mm -hmm. that's the goal man so car who unaffiliated right Mm -hmm. back whenever um when the shit hit the fam of Glassman, they're like, hey, we've been looking for a good reason to not be an affiliate, and this seems like a great reason. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, what that meant is that we couldn't compete as a team for this year's CrossFit Open. Um, we couldn't even do the Open through Carhu. Like we had, that's why I had to video all the shit with Armin and, and do it that way. Um, mm-hmm. So right now, tentatively, our goal is to uh find a second girl to compete on our team right now it's mm-hmm. me uh sarah hobbs and stephen harris mm-hmm. and uh we are training to be a crossfit games team because we see all these motherfuckers that qualified around us that are not nearly as fit or as good at this crossfit shit as us <laughs> qualifying for semifinals as a team uh-huh. yeah, so yeah. that's our that's our goal is uh is to get on the board uh get on the bandwagon next year and yeah. just use this year to like become better as as a team because we're all very good like individually but uh when it comes to like synchro and and being in uh being the the team workout shit we got a lot of work to do but that's the goal and i'm just getting to be rich fucking froning of the team like (laughs) i want everybody on the team to hate having to be synchronized with me we're getting there at gymnastics i still suck man Like I, I will crush the row, I'll crush the ski, burpees, yeah. good to go. But uh the second we have to do more than ten pull ups, it's not good. <laughs> Hold on. What Hold you on. Need, what you need, it sounds like are it sounds like Chase, you need a, a ringer for that that other female spot. You need a ringer in there. So who are you gonna import? Who are you gonna recruit for that spot? Okay. 
Uh, Bethany oh. Shadburn probably busy at this point. Uh, she's she's in Las Vegas, Doug. She's moved on. Yeah. I uh, well, I'll tell you this, and and uh, and it goes kind of like this. I stole a strand of hair from Tasia Percevez, and uh, I got I got a guy. I got my neighbor who works on cars. He says he can clone. <laughs> he can clone anything. <laughs> so that's the plan. We're just going to clone Tasia, and we should nice. be set. We'll just give her some type of generic name, like. Kyle Bogart, I guess. Exactly. Kylie. Kylie. Kylie Bogart. <laughs> I mean, it's it'll be 2022. Like, girls can be called Kyle. Why not? It's Specifically Bogart. Yeah. Women are named Michael these days. It's a crazy world we live in. Mikey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said what What affiliate? Yeah. Uh, CrossFit, man. We'll just affiliate the garage gym. No. Um, right, right. Now, I mean, it depends on what car who ultimately uh decides to do but right now we have like a verbal um from winchester there that that they'll re that they'll reaffiliate if we're willing to like commit whole ass <clears throat> so you know we can't like kind of be half in half out we got to be all in so that's another another reason to get super jacked nice. that's it that's a ver- that's a visual cue that we are super committed the the <laughs> number of abs that i have and veins i have protruding yes. from my neck and the bigger my skull gets, that's that's also the the receding hairline. The more bald I get, the more fit I am. You you need to achieve a certain level of vascularity every six weeks, otherwise they will immediately uh, <laughs> affiliate. Just you done. I need to see a new vein every week on your forearm until you've got the full command. I think I can keep up with it. I hey, I was actually telling Armin this through text. I think beta alanine makes me more vascular. I don't know if you guys know the science there, but. Anytime I'm like doing 6.4 grams of beta alanine a day, mm. I get veiny as all get out. Like veins running through my fingers. Like a lot. Is that a lot? Uh, yeah, that's a, a lot. Cl- that was the most clinical up-to-date dose that, that I've read about. So yeah. 6.4 for like 14 days. And you're supposed to get to that point of like saturation right. where you're actually getting the muscular endurance that you're supposed to get the, the levels of carnison in your blood. Yeah, instead of just 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 chugging it immediately before the workout, just, yeah, like, actually taking it twice a day like you're supposed to. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. You get very hot and tingly during not good moments. I, I like to do it before meetings, and then I'm just irritated because my skin's crawling. <laughs> uh, and, and and you don't even get the pep that meth gives you with the with the skin crawling. You just get the skin crawling. So that yeah. definitely helps having a little bit of pep. You mix it with your coffee in the morning. It's real shitty. <laughs> Doesn't mix up ah, well. It's real grainy. Good. Good, good, good. Uh, you know, speaking of CrossFit, by the way, before we wrap this up, uh, is there a company doing a worse job at their job than CrossFit right now? We are less than a week away from the start of the semifinals. Athletes are going to be qualifying for the CrossFit Games. Uh-huh. And I could not tell you how you're supposed to pay attention to that who's competing where or what the fuck is going on yeah yeah it's it's real bad like when the main way i know that semifinals are happening is through chris harris telling me that him and his team are about to compete vaguely in the next week or two i don't that's not a good method of communication it's a disaster right now it is a disaster like there is there's not a company with as much goodwill as crossfit has that's doing a worse job at actually providing any information or the service that they're that they're there for 
it's absurd how bad they are at what they're doing right now. Yeah. Did, did anybody do that little partner competition thing that they, they announced? Cause God, that was that, the thing. That was so sad. It was so sad to watch them try. And it's like, you know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of like a really poorly run affiliate, like coming up with like a little like competition thing to do in-house that no one gives a fuck about. Mm-hmm. And they're just like trying to make it into a thing by like, suddenly shoehorning it into some social media posts and offering like stupid fucking prizes as like a reward it's like hey uh pick your partner from your class that you work out in and if you guys do well enough we'll give you a fucking free whey protein and maybe a coupon code for half off nobles it's like oh sick fuck you why don't you tell me how to watch semifinals this goddamn sport that we've committed ourselves to that is just failing all of us in every way fucking possible. Why don't you do God that damn. instead of telling us about this stupid pair up throw down thing that like really literally exists because some people were like up and down are opposites. Let's name this thing the same thing. Up is this direction and down is that direction. You pair up to throw down. Burp, burp, burp. That was somebody's really like that was their big baby name idea. They're like, "This is it, guys." Pair they up. They should lose the their jobs. Throw Fuck down. It. Mm-hmm. They should all lose their jobs. Cancel the season. Fire everyone who's involved in it. Press the reset button, and at least have someone who fucking knows what they're doing get involved in organizing this thing. It's absurd. Yeah. Man, I don't hold anything back. <laughs> you seem pretty pissed. Yes, I love this, Armin. I agree with you. What you're saying, and if I'm hearing this right is that we need to start our own CrossFit games. Because clearly, if they're not going to do it, we have to do it ourselves. And someone, I, I agree. Uh, we're yeah, someone take- should put on the Infinity Gauntlet and just snap into existence a better version of this thing. Yes, exactly. And I think the groundswell of interest we're going to get just from this podcast hitting the airwaves is going to start that snowball rolling down the hill. Um, so coming soon, the Sand Games... It's going to be all old school CrossFit workouts, everything you love. Uh, it's going to be weird, disorganized blog videos released from gyms at intermittent intervals that you can only follow from going through forum posts. It'll be just like the old days. We got to start it up again. Come on, guys. I don't know if you that exists do anymore. I don't, I, don't <laughs> know how, I don't know how you do it anymore, man. I don't. I, it's crazy. I didn't even know it was called pair up to throw down. I, I vaguely, I vaguely remember seeing an Instagram post that was very boring, not engaging. And it, I read something. I was like, you could do one workout. And that's how, that's the competition. I was like, Oh, I pay you $25 for one fucking workout or worse. I'm good. I'm good. Love. It's like, I, I I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand what it is they're wasting their time doing. I don't understand why they're, even if they're running into like roadblocks to like, you know, okay, it's not going to work to broadcast some of these events or it's not going to, it's like, just at least fucking tell people, like tell somebody what's going on. Tell people what you're running into. Tell, tell people that you're trying really hard. Cause right now my assumption is that everyone is working the way Dave Castro works, which is three hours a week, maybe in between like gun shows and fucking hunting and doing like competitions where he's like, you know, shooting his pistol and rifle at things like don't forget. Don't forget your weekly visit to the salon to get your cornrows done. There's also that, you know, he in between walking his donkey and shooting his guns, 
Dave writes down a couple of workouts every now and then. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, great. You, you look like you're not really doing a lot of fucking work here. And it shows. It absolutely fucking shows. So either mm -hmm. there's some sort of consequences where like you fucking lose your job and someone who can do it comes in and actually does it. Or mm -hmm. so someone starts doing their job better. Like what, what is it that is such a fucking mm -hmm. problem here? that they can't execute something that clearly they have been executing in the past. Like, I don't understand. Yes. It's almost as if the heart of the company were forced out <laughs> over the course of the past year and they're you know a zombie it's entity all... staggering on in its place without yeah. any kind of center or mission or heart or driving force. Good, bad, it's or ugly. Almost... Last one was it. Yeah. It's almost as if it's almost as if uh, up until some very recent point, the oversight for expenditure on this fucking thing was non-existent. So the tens of millions of dollars that were being spent literally just lit on fire mm -hmm. to put on this event to make people feel like it's professional and that it actually has a future. All that oversight didn't exist. And then when someone comes in and is like, you want to spend what in order to put on what? No, that's not going to happen. They have no fucking way of actually doing the thing. They have no mm -hmm. fucking way of actually doing the thing when someone like there's an adult in the room to tell them they have boundaries. Mm hmm. Yeah. So this is just <laughs> like a strange question, but so when, when, when's the games and where does it happen again? <laughs> the games are happening in Madison. Apparently okay. it's going to be in person. They're already selling tickets. Uh, okay. It's going to happen sometime in July. I have no fucking idea when in July, I think late July, I want to say All it's right. like the last weekend or second to last weekend of July. Uh, but the qualification, like the direct qualification for the games starts this week. Mm. And is that online yeah. qualifying or how's it working? And half of it person. is, yeah, half of it is in person and half of it is online, which is fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Both. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that. I thought I had two weeks still. I don't know how the athletes are supposed to deal with it. I, I, it seems Dude, like the athletes, yeah. there are athletes that are competing this weekend uh, who did not know that they were competing until like a week and a half ago. Mm. They were just told. They were like, hey, surprise, by the way, you're on the roster to compete this coming weekend. Like you have you have a week and a half to figure out your flights, your hotel, your travel, your entire team. Like, yeah, well, good luck. I mean, they're but they're being paid well enough, Armin, that this is easy. This is exactly. you just have your manager your athlete manager book all that stuff yeah, straight that's right. just show up and compete that's that's right you guys don't live like that yeah, yeah. and i mean yeah right. sure it's a lot of work but at least you know at least it's not coming out of the athlete's pocket yeah that's right. true someone uh so i made this i made this video that was kind of half sort of like not seriously joking but kind of like listen this is the this is the path we're going down and at least if they're going to do it they should do it right which is this idea of like you should add weight class divisions or even height mm -hmm. class divisions to crossfit mm -hmm. and uh people were like how dare you sully the good name mm -hmm. of the fittest on earth by saying that they can't they, they need to create a division for people who are like six five and taller i was like what what are you even fucking talking about yeah. first of all the adding a division for people who are six foot five and taller isn't going to affect the regular competition for fittest on earth because it's not going to affect uh, many people at six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's the six foot five com competitors aren't mm. competing right now because actually, there is no place for them. Yeah. You know what? I actually like it because it's sort of like weight classes in boxing of the UFC, except in the UFC, 
it's everyone agrees that the heavyweights could beat up everyone else. And so that's how it goes. So everything is definitely weighted to the toughest guys are at the heavyweight. But for CrossFit, the strength is in the middle. Mm. So the middleweight classes, people out of the middleweight classes are going to be the ones who are the uh, who are the champions. And it'll kind of radiate out from there yeah. in each direction. There you go. Uh-huh. The, two, the two arguments that I got the most often that were the saddest arguments were one, it was one of them was this idea that the concept of the fittest on earth that the CrossFit game tests is like a gift from God. Like it's like mathematics or mm. like, like it was discovered and the programming has no effect on the actual type of person that shows up to compete or qualifies <laughs> to compete that like, Oh, this is just a, this is just a universal uh, rule that the athletes that are the fittest well, it's sacred geometry. Be, yeah, yeah, the sacred exactly. geometry. You look at the final from 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yes. the, the rep scheme geometry, was reflective yes. of uh, how our, they identify the fittest. It leads us to five foot eight and under and 200 pounds yes. uh, and, of, uh, of muscle. Like that's, just, Armin, the, that's just the way it is. But the Armin, chosen I mean, race. If, it, if you could just, if, we, if, if, if that weren't the case, then why would it take a year worth of, 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 of calculation and calibration on the part of Dave Castro to make a perfectly balanced program every year for the games? Well, it that takes a, a long point. time. He has that to go up point. to the mountain, decipher the tablets from God. Yes. He has to then destroy those tablets, not yes. share that information with anyone else, then decipher it, go into a mushroom trip, and that's how we get the programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, second, if we were actually doing that, I'd be on board. I don't think that's his plan. Right. There's way the too much second, caffeine involved in this program. Yeah, the second the second argument that I kept getting from people, which is really strange, was like, well, nobody watches the WNBA, so why would we have that version of like CrossFit? And I was like, why, why this hurtful shade of the like, WNBA? Yeah. I was like, first of all, that's that's the most fucked up thing that you could possibly say. Like, that's super fucked up. But second of all, <laughs> you understand that the NBA is a sport in which people, or like the other version of that, it wasn't necessarily just the WNBA. They're like, they're like, nobody would watch a six foot and under NBA season. I was like. Yeah, but the NBA is a real sport that people pay to watch. And CrossFit is a participatory event that people pay to participate in. So having more events is actually more money in CrossFit's pocket. Yes, and not, not to mention the fact that in a, in a sport that has a significant weightlifting component, there is often, often in the weightlifting community, a desire to see big people lift greater amounts of weight than other people it's why even at a crossfit competition during the lift the uh like the clean ladders and the lifting events people have an eye on the bigger competitors and everyone's excited to see what they put up because obviously feats of strength are innately interesting so i could very easily see there being a whole six foot five and up programming that is way more interesting potentially than seeing something uh the the smaller guys if you in fact want to see guys throwing around 400 500 600 pounds and hey man the smaller guy programming could be way more uh weighted towards crazy gymnastics and parkour stuff Mm -hmm. you could see some fucking ninja (laughs) order stuff out of those you know 130 pound dudes dude i would i would love that because then finally to like all crossfit spectators like me doing anything over 10 ring muscle-ups is amazing like holy shit like look at this 200 pound man flailing himself around 
Yeah. Right I mean, now, you just you just make form. the weight classes. You just, right now, the, right now, all the competitors are so homogenous. Like the women's competition actually has more of a range than the men's competition. The men's competition, they're basically like pound for pound and inch for inch, really close to each other. Like it's almost kind of weird how similar physically all the competitors are. What is that height and weight? Uh, it's like five nine one ninety five. If you're an inch or so in either direction, that's fine. And if you're about seven pounds in either direction, that's fine. But mm-hmm. anything outside of that, you're significantly smaller or bigger or heavier or yeah. lighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the women's side, it's like the, the range is actually significantly bigger because if you look at the podium, like if you look at the, the, the best CrossFitters on the women's competition, like Tia is one of the smallest competitors in terms of weight, but her height is like middle of the road, maybe slightly taller. And then you have athletes that are really like larger compared to the rest of the athletes, like significantly bigger, like Amanda Barnhart's bigger. Uh, Brooke Wells is bigger than, than the rest of the athletes. Like Katrin's taller than a lot of the athletes, you know, or you had like Sam Briggs, who was like way lighter than all the athletes. So like they have a much bigger range, which is really interesting to see. I, I just, I, I just don't know, like, what isn't interesting about having like the Clydesdale division, like mm-hmm. 230 and up? Yeah. Like just get get people who are willing to do even more steroids to compete and, and yeah. then get them to do heavier and cooler things. Well, like and to, to use that to use that Clydesdale example though, mm-hmm. it's just like who wants to see a Clydesdale version of a marathon? No one, because it's just a worse version of a marathon because big people are not good at uh not good at running. I, I suppose there's probably there's probably some five foot eight guy out there who's like it's all about handstand walks and ring muscle ups and yeah I mean you got to lift a touch a barbell occasionally and you know I mean that guy he's kind of a pussy but for the rest of us uh, it was all about slinging barbells around and lifting and squatting irresponsible amounts of weight with irresponsible frequency I think we can all agree that that's what CrossFit at its core is about fundamentally more Absolutely. so than any other because in truth that was here first before there was ever a handstand walk or anything people were squatting and cleaning an irresponsible amount of weight so really this Clydesdale division it's kind of getting CrossFit back to its core it's I John Wellborn core it's that's right uh Asia Bartow core what was that guy's I, name yeah, yeah, Rob Orlando. I would I would push back on the Clydesdale thing because in marathoning and in like triathlons, mm-hmm. there is a Clydesdale division and that is what it is called. If you weigh more than yeah. 200 yeah, pounds, boring, you're like boring participant. Oh, it's boring not, to oh, walk. Yeah. Boring to oh, walk. Yeah, talking about? Lot, it, <laughs> no, like, I'm aware of the Clydesdale division. My dad's a marathon runner. Like I'm aware it exists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm saying that like, what's the point of it as a, as a spectator sport? I get if you're a runner and yeah. you want to compete. We're, we're saying that the Clydesdale division of CrossFit might actually be more interesting to the average spectator than the so-called middleweight division. Because the things we could see the Clydesdales doing in CrossFit of moving big weights and doing other, you know, big giant quasi strongman feats of strength are kind really interesting to watch and it's absolutely i dare say maybe the most exciting part based on audience reaction to uh the crossfit games it's kind of like the Clydesdale division of crossfit would be a, a competition geared towards all the things that people like actually watching big things move in a small space very quickly big numbers all of that kind of stuff and yeah it would have a little bit less oh they just left the stadium with vests on 
I guess they'll be back later. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Yeah, the biggest hurdle would be that Dave Castro wouldn't be able to program yet another paddling, swimming, running combination mm-hmm. for like the sixth year in a fucking yeah. row. Yeah, and who and what and really, I I'm afraid of what would happen if we got just the concentrated excitement of the CrossFit Games in its raw form, rather than obviously necessarily watered down in the most literal sense with an extra. 45 minutes to three hours at the beginning of seeing a cam- a shaky camera zoomed in on a spot on a board in the middle of the water from the beach. Like if we didn't have that to really ramp us in slowly to the experience, it could be too much too fast. It'd be like the Stargate in 2001. We just, we could have a seizure. All of a sudden you're an old man. You don't want that. You want a lot of time to listen to Bill Gl- Grundler fill space on the broadcast <laughs> while someone from Australia approaches, followed by someone else from Australia. You can tell by the color of their swim caps. <laughs> you can tell by the color of their swim caps, as you can see Lucas Hoberg bringing up the lead here with the yellow, the neon yellow one. I was talking to him earlier this morning, and a lot of them had orange, but today uh, Lucas, Lucas chose that neon yellow one, and you see it's paying off right here. Oh, look, someone's having trouble. <laughs> yeah. what he's doing right now he's keeping that stroke real consistent <laughs> oh god well i guess <laughs> fuck it <I> don't... <laughs> the point is we and i think that cliff and us we've all made this point clear many times before non-controversial on the podcast is we could clearly do their jobs better than them and I think everyone, including them, would agree with that and 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 uh, and would be cool about us saying that right now. I don't even care if they're cool about us saying it. Oh, yeah. I, and I also don't even need to be able to assert that I'd do their job better than them. I just know that there are a lot of people who would do their job better than them. And well, I think those people should be given a chance. Yes. Well, it's, you don't have to assert it, Armin. You just do it every day. Armin Hammer TV on YouTube, everybody. Check it out. Every day. There it day. is. <laughs> uh it's good seeing you guys it's, it's good nice, seeing you buddy it's nice being able mm-hmm. to to sit down and talk to you guys again yes absolutely uh so um hopefully the uh the escape from la like road warrior tent people whatever's going on in la i don't know it's on fire or something i can't tell i, I haven't checked into the news in a few months but hopefully they don't get you while you're out there armin have you been fighting you. them off are you armed? Yes, yes. Uh, I every time I see someone not wearing a mask, I uh, I, I chide them. Mm-hmm. I let them know that they're literally in the act of murdering me. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned quickly. I got here and I, I picked that up very quickly. Do you report uh, them indoors, to the local party official? I do. I do. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I actually have uh, them on speed dial, <laughs> so I can immediately just get a hold of them. Uh, they're on my they're on my uh, contact list. That's right. And to see uh, someone's papers is a great conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I refuse to speak to somebody um, unless they're willing to show me their papers. Yes, so, their back papers. Uh, yes, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I ask for their papers immediately, and mm-hmm. and it always helps. Yeah, so, as yeah. you should. Yeah, and uh, uh, I actually was just at a farmer's market this morning. Uh, I took uh, Katie and I went up to the farmer's market. It's like right up the road with one of my my best my friends that lives down the road here um and it's an outdoor farmer's market built in the middle of the street and uh if you're on the sidewalk 
you're fine. You don't have to wear a mask. But if you're on the street, you have to wear a mask because it's a farmer's market and the farmer's market sets the rules that you have to wear a mask when you're in the farmer's market. So the outdoor air on the sidewalk is uh, COVID free and the air outdoors inside of the outdoors farmer's market is chock full of COVID-19. So luckily I was able to find a mask somewhere and, uh, and get it over my, my poisonous face. So, sounds like you're learning, Armin. It sounds like you're finally beginning to understand. Oh, no, I am understanding. <laughs> I, I am, I am, uh, I've been baptized there into understanding. There you go. <laughs> well, rad, man. Well, well, uh, well, uh, I hope you, I, I hope things, things fare well as you build out the rest of your awesome studio space there. Uh, I can't wait to see, I mean, it's a good start, but I can't wait to see how elaborate it becomes very, very quickly. I want to see stuff on the walls. I want to see accent lighting. I want to see it all, Armin. Yes, there's yeah. gonna be uh, there's gonna be some stuff on the walls for sure. I just need to figure out how to do that. What you don't see is that uh, basically, immediately past this point uh-huh. that you can see all the acoustic foam. Uh, the acoustic foam. Cans. No, it refuses to stick to this part of the wall, so it's just <laughs> falling off the wall. <laughs> and I need to find a good solution to get it oh, to nice. stick to the wall. But yeah. hey, you know what? That's just part of the process. We're gonna get this studio up and running. All that matters is that this corner looks good. The so old school <laughs> Armin. got to nail it. Egg crates. Yeah. Egg crates, that's, Armin. That's not a bad idea. That's yeah. not a bad idea, actually. Word. We'll just, we'll, it'll, it'll look pretty too. It'll be very unique. Mm-hmm. Goddamn right. All right. What's, uh, what you guys, Cliff Kyle, you guys don't even have social media anymore, huh? It exists. You can follow it if you want. I just, I'm not on it, but I'm at Mr. Kyle Bogart on an currently an active Instagram account. Likewise, I'm a Cliff Bogart on a uh, inactive Instagram account, but you can see what's there. Yeah, from a little while. I was more jacked a little bit like back yeah. then. You get yeah. shredded Chase? again. Hop back on Instagram. <laughs> you you can follow me at Chase five hundred four on a on a very active Instagram. Follow and him, very, not us. Yeah, definitely. Just follow everyone. Follow Chase. Chase has a good Instagram account. He does. He actually updates it. He has interesting things in his stories. He has yes. good posts. It's all good stuff. Uh, don't follow any of us. Don't follow yes. Cliff Bogart, Mr. Kyle Bogart, or Arm and Hammer TV. Yeah. Follow Chase yeah. 504. I can get on with that. Yeah, come fight me about how Dr. Manhattan wouldn't wipe the floor with Superman and fucking Omni-Man. Dr. Ooh, Manhattan, every that's guy plus a day. <laughs> that's actually a comic book series about that, about Dr. Manhattan taking on Superman. Have you, have you seen on- this? I haven't seen it, but unmaking everybody is what he. Why is that a comic book series? It's one panel. Yes. He just thought about it, and they don't exist. It happens. Yes, yes, that's basically what happens. That's essentially what goes on. I'll send. I'll send it to Spoilers. you. To check it out. You thank should you. check it out. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for watching and listening. Really appreciate it, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to see you guys. Enjoy the rest yep. of your week. I'm sure we're going to catch up again very soon. Let's uh, let's make more episodes now that I've left. Yes. I like yeah. that idea. Yes. This is this is like way easier than driving down to South Austin. We knew this. Yeah, this is much more convenient. Yes. We literally just paused our writing five minutes before it started and then recorded. <laughs> so this is very is. easy. Yeah. Awesome. And Chase isn't wearing pants, so it's perfect. Yes. Can't None of us are. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I am wearing socks. So much and shoes. I am wearing socks and shoes.